How's it going, everyone? This is Tidy Gonzalez for the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Just wanted to hop on here before the show begins to apologize for the technical issues that we experienced during this episode. Just keeps on happening this week. This time it's internet connection problems on both of our ends, and that led to some pretty noticeable lag that you will unfortunately experience and some popping of the microphones as well. Tried my best to Frankenstein this episode together with some cuts, but yeah, there's going to be some issues throughout this episode. So apologies for that. Uh, Hoping to have it fixed by the next time we record. But with that out of the way, let's get on into the show. Last night was surprisingly uneventful, and the Mariners have a weird start time today, so we're going to be talking trades, all-star candidates, and the importance of Seattle's successful road trip on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, June the 8th, 2022, and this is Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Mariners listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry as well. Use promo code Locked On at checkout. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm Tidane Gonzalez. He's Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's C-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C-Pat 11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We typically post two additional shows on there every week and get into some bigger ideas and bigger topics, whereas Locked On Mariners covers more of the day-to-day with the M's. We also get into some non-baseball discussions on control the zone as well. It's a fun time, so be sure to check it out. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash control the zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Locked on Mariners podcast. Welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. So as I mentioned in the cold open, we are going to be not talking about last night's game not going to be talking about today's game because uh last night was really uneventful and what's the point in talking about that when it's just a pretty boring game the mariners got dominated by justin verlander he was really good he did justin verlander things there there's your recap for the day and then today they got a weird start time at 3 40 pacific time and that just didn't really work out with our schedules so instead we're going to be doing more of a general show today we're going to be doing some trade talk Specifically looking at the bullpen, Colby's written about a couple of relievers that the Mariners could target, so we might talk about those guys, maybe some other names. Uh, We're also going to be looking at the Mariners' all-star candidates. They're five most likely all-star candidates now that the all-star voting has officially opened. But first, uh, we're actually going to be talking about this road trip overall for the Mariners, which has been very successful for them. They won two or three in Baltimore, they won two or three in Texas, and now they're aiming to win their fourth consecutive series down in Houston later today. And if they do that, uh, they're looking pretty good. They'll be heading back to Seattle just five games under 500. That's really something, uh, considering where they were at and the way that they were kind of tumbling here uh, as of late. But after that big series win in uh, against Houston uh, to wrap up the last homestand, they've, uh, they've been kind of on a roll here. And Colby, I mean, this is exactly the kind of road trip that they needed, right? Yeah, um, obviously it uh thing that matters now is, is following it up with a pretty good homestand. 
Um, and you, you got some some tough teams coming in. The, the Red Sox are playing really well right now. Um, you know, the Angels lost their 13th in a row. So, but um, yeah, it's the Angels. You know, they're they're clearly better than than losing 13 in a row. Doesn't mean they're good. It doesn't mean they're horrible. They're playing horrible mm-hmm. right now. But you do have to take on those two teams, and they're both ahead of you in the standings. So. Uh, it's been a very good road trip, and and it's certainly one that the Mariners needed. Uh, I would go from good to great with a win today, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but it again, just like momentum, and we talk about this all the time. If there's, you know, it go eight and three on your first on your next eleven, and then you know you go four and seven in the following eleven, it's you really didn't do anything. So. Uh, it's all about you know just maintaining that momentum and and uh, it's certainly better than the alternative but you know until we see two three weeks of this uh, it's tough to really say that they've definitively turned the corner and you know the homestand lines up a bit favorably for them they got the twins they got the red sox as you mentioned those teams are going to be very tough the twins are obviously first place in the central the red sox are starting to figure some things out as well but they also get the angels for five a whopping five games here on this homestand um and uh, obviously the angels have been uh, scuffling mightily they just fired joe madden they've lost 13 in a row now so there's a pretty good opportunity for you to get hopefully at least three out of that series and, and who knows maybe play with some house money there and, and get four or five um but yeah the, the the mariners are in a much better position than they were uh, a couple weeks ago to be sure and it seems like they've established some confidence in themselves now with this road trip it just they, there's a little bit of a different vibe with this team right now um especially you know you finally saw some fight out of them on Monday night with the, uh, the the altercation between them and the Astros. And there was some of that fire that was that that was there in 2021 that had frankly kind of been missing from this team thus far. And it seems like this road trip has reignited that. It seems like they've gotten a little bit of that magic that made their 2021 so special. Uh, back on this road trip. I mean, you look at the comeback wins in Texas. I mean, how could that not fire you up? And that was a very 2021-esque uh, performance by the Mariners in general to you know be down in the way that they were down, uh, just a couple of outs remaining in, uh, in the ninth innings of both of those wins. And to be able to come back and win both of those games was huge. Uh, that does a ton for your confidence. That does a ton just for the, the clubhouse. And... Um, how everyone feels around there, the confidence that that everyone has about being able to go out and going toe to toe with with any team on any given night because they're they're talented enough to do that, right? You said yesterday, you know, every time that the Mariners have played against the Astros, doesn't really look like those teams are too far apart from one another, even though the record says differently, much differently. Those teams really don't look that far apart, and obviously the Mariners still have some glaring holes on their roster, but they are very very talented and we are starting to see that talents to show up more and so you get that paired with some of the magic that they had last year uh special things could be coming here in seattle for the mariners i just yeah i agree it's it's you know mariners have outscored the astros in their 11 games this year they're five and six uh they have a shot to win their third consecutive series that would give them three or four series wins 
Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, the Astros are still very good and they're definitely a world series contender. And I don't know that the Mariners are world series contenders. I would say no, probably not. Uh, but the fact that we're having this discussion about how well they're playing the Astros, uh, would suggest that they're not that far off. And, uh, yeah, it's clearly a, a message being sent um, by uh, by the Seattle Mariners that uh, you know coming for you. And even if we can't get you uh, this year, uh, we we will uh, we will overtake you. It's only a matter of time. And uh, I think the Astros are feeling that. Hence the uh, let's be nice and call it chippiness that they've had uh, towards the Mariners over the last uh, calendar year or so. Yeah, certainly seems. And again, you know, we don't want to jump to any conclusions here because it seems like every time we we have the Mariners pegged down, uh, they do something completely off the rails. Um, so I'm not going to say here that they uh, are turning the corner just yet, but there are some positive signs here that that better days are ahead for the Mariners. And the schedule also starting to, starts to lighten up uh, quite a bit here in uh, in the coming weeks. Um, Pretty much after that twin series, it's going to start to lighten up quite a bit for the Mariners. So see how it goes. Uh, They just got to keep on playing good ball, keep on winning series, and they should be in a good spot. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how everything plays out. Uh, So we're going to be talking about the uh, the Mariners all star candidates, uh, because I believe there are five that are actual uh, possibilities here for the Mariners and all star voting opened up today. So uh, a lot of all start talk going on uh, just around the league right now so we'll be talking about that in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment find jewelry as unique as them with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring and each ring is a one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing blue nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and locked on mariners listeners get 50 dollars off purchases of 500 dollars or more this podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry as well use promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-d-o-n plus every order is insured ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside so shop stress-free and find your forever piece go to bluenile.com today you're listening to locked on mariners thank you again for making us your first listen of the day now before we talk about the mariners all-star candidates we have an important favor to ask you we've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you for your help. So all-star voting opening uh, open today uh, for fans, and that's obviously just for the starting lineups for both the National League and American League. And no pitchers will be voted on either. That is completely decided upon by the coaches of the uh, of the respective teams. Uh, so that's kind of uh, that doesn't really apply to one of the discussions that we will have here. Uh, but I believe that the Mariners have five legit all-star candidates. Ty France, Eugenio Suarez, J.P. Crawford, Julio Rodriguez, 
and then Logan Gilbert. And again, pitchers are not being voted on right now. So that's kind of a different discussion here. But let's just go one by one here. Starting with Ty France, we kind of already talked talked about his uh his star probabilities uh about a week ago i believe on this show so we won't linger too long on this but colby what does ty france have to do to make the all-star team or rather what has to happen for ty france to make the all-star team because frankly i think he's done enough already yeah i mean uh if the slump he's currently in goes another month it might be a different discussion but uh sure as everything stands right now uh, yeah, he's the best first baseman in the American League. It's not particularly close. Um, for him to be the starters, Mariner fans just have to get out and vote. I mean, there's really no way around it. Um, you know, I've already talked to somebody today who covers baseball who, who voted for Vlad Guerrero Jr. over Ty France. And when I asked somebody, he goes, no, I actually really like Ty France, but, you know, I just can't vote, not vote for Vlad because reasons like, that's going to happen. So you, you want Ty France to be the starter. You have to get out and vote. Um, it's kind of an interesting format this year. Apparently, uh, the, whoever wins the first round, they just, they're the starter automatically. And then the next two highest voters go on the, the second ballot. And, and that's how that works, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, France has to continue to hit. Uh, it was a few weeks ago um, or just find a level. Um, and he, he will eventually. It's it's Ty France. You can't keep him down forever. Uh, so, yeah, he just has to kind of keep playing well, and, and he'll get on. And, and, again, the Mariners are guaranteed at least one, and if they only do get one, it's Ty France. There's just no other candidate who's more deserving on the Mariners than him. So uh, yeah. he just pretty much has to avoid going in the tank, and he'll be an all-star. Uh, but, uh, you know, if Mariners fans are anxious to see him start, then they, they have to get out and, and – well, some ballots uh, for him because uh, that's the only way it's going to happen. And then A. Eugenio Suarez, we talked about him two days ago and, and kind of the possibility of him making the uh, All-Star team as well. Right now, uh, as of June 8th, he is tied for third in the American League and third base F4. Obviously, two MVP candidates are, are at the top there with Rafael Devers and, and Jose Ramirez. But then it's uh, after that, it's Suarez and DJ LeMahieu who are tied right now. And then uh, Alex Bregman is uh, a little bit behind both of those guys uh, in F4 right now. But typically, you know, all-star teams, they carry three third basemen. So there has to, there's going to be a third third baseman been here for uh for the american league could it be suarez doubt it um suarez has to hit like a lot uh it's not enough to just maintain what he's doing over the next few weeks he has to you know get on one of those hot streaks um probably like he was september of last year uh there's just there's a lot of talent at third base there's a lot of bigger names at third base um and suarez you know been very good i i don't know that i would call him an all-star this year i think he definitely warrants consideration but i i don't think i would pick him to be an all-star personally so if he hits really well for the next three or four weeks you know 300 400 800 whatever he did last september uh, then he can definitely mm-hmm. crawl his way back in but unless he's going to go on a home run tear and you know hit nine in the next three four weeks i just it seems unlikely that he's got a real shot at it Mm-hmm. JB Crawford's had some bumps in the road here a little bit, just some minor ones though, but he's been able to maintain a 147 WRC plus. He is fourth in the American League in shortstop 
top F4 uh, behind Tim Anderson's or Bogarts and uh, Jeremy Pena, of course. Uh, what does he have to do uh, to get out ahead here and, and make his first all-star team? He's got to be April. Um, and honestly, he probably needs one of those guys to be injured for the game. Uh, you know, Pena, I mean, he's definitely deserves to be an all-star. You look at Anderson and Bogarts, they play for huge markets. They're names that are well-known. Um, and that's kind of the issue with, with, you know, being a Mariner is that you're not going to have the name recognition of other uh, candidates. And so you need to be even more deserving than these other candidates to, to even have a shot. And, and JP is not more deserving. He is as deserving, but that's not more. And so that's mm-hmm. a real uphill battle for JP. Like I said, they'll usually carry three. Tim Anderson is hurt right now, I believe. So maybe that's a way JP can sneak in there. But uh, basically the only way J- I see JP making the all-star team is if Mariner fans get out and vote um, or if there is an injury or some, one of the shortstops drops out, uh, which does happen. And so it's, it's certainly not a 0% chance. But uh-huh. again, he has to be so above and beyond those other three guys just to you know catch people's attention. And he's not going to do it with home runs. He's not going to do it with stolen bases. So it's it's a tough spot for JP to, to try and make a team like this when the only thing that really matters is how recognizable you are uh, in the face of baseball fans. Yeah, unfortunately, I think the uh, the smaller market compared to the other three, uh, particularly yeah. Boston and Chicago with Anderson and, and Bogarts is going to be Crawford's downfall in this race. I think he has done a lot here to to put him in the conversation. And, and I think that, you know, um, under different circumstances, uh, he probably is a short uh, he probably is a an all-star i mean the the dude's been great uh for for most of this season um outfield is where things kind of get interesting here because uh, julio rodriguez right now is fifth in the american league and outfielder f4 uh behind or sorry six uh behind george springer kyle tucker jordan alvarez mike trout and aaron judge uh obviously you know there's three outfield starters they tend to keep a few uh reserves on the roster as well could julio get in as a rookie it's possible. Uh, Jordan is going to be on the ballot as a DH, so that would eliminate yeah. one of them. Um, so yeah, it's it's possible again. Name recognition. Um, I I wonder Otani is he? He's probably on the ballot as a DH, but they might you know try and like Otani's definitely going to make it as a DH. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's possible he has to continue to play like he has, and he has to I, you know it's kind of tough. Because I don't know exactly when the voting stops. To be honest with you. Um, but if Julio keeps pushing, you know, at an average to around 300, which he has a shot to do uh, between now and the All-Star game, um, and, you know, he continues to play his good defense, he's going to be on some highlight reels because he's a big-name prospect, it's definitely possible. Um, I would consider it unlikely. But, again, if we're sitting here in, in three weeks' time and he has, you know, 12 home runs and, and 20 steals and he's already worked two wins and, uh, or two and a half wins or something. Yeah, it's definitely possible because he does carry a little bit more of the national recognition than somebody like, say, J.P. Crawford does. So possible, mm-hmm. I'd say it's unlikely. Uh, uh, outfield is so is so good, and there's so many bigger that it just it feels unlikely that he he's going to uh, to be on that team. You know, it's it's he definitely belongs on an All Star roster. Uh, he's going to be yeah. to many of these games in his career. Uh, but this a tight fit. Uh, 
I think also, you know, kind of the dark horse here is how well are the Mariners playing over the next few weeks? Do they continue this stretch? Because then as more sure. and more people, you know, realize how good the Mariners are, they're more likely to get more than them. So we'll see. He's definitely a design candidate, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really impressive as a rookie. So I would say he's probably got the second best shot of anybody, even though it probably should be mm-hmm. JP. Yeah, I uh, I kind of feel like Julio might end up getting into the final vote. Kind of seems like he's in one of those spots Maybe. where, and, and at that point, uh, I think that would actually bode pretty well for him because he is just so marketable. Um, and plus, I mean, if the Mariners can send Gene Segura yeah. to the All-Star Game via the final vote, they definitely should be qualified to uh, get Julio there as well. Uh, so finally... Um, Logan Gilbert, and again, his chances don't hang in the balance of the fan vote. Uh, this is completely up to uh, those that are going to be making the decisions during the All Star game. Um, he right now is you know one of the top 20 pitchers in baseball. He obviously won AL Pitcher of the Month in uh, in April and uh, regressed a little bit from there uh but over his uh last couple starts over his last 15 innings of work he's only allowed one earned run so it seems like he's kind of getting back on the horse here and uh, he hasn't really had one necessarily abysmal start the most runs he's allowed in a a single start was four against the phillies uh he's been really good this year so what do you think about gilbert's chances of making the all-star team there's so much competition um but there are teams that are going to have their lone all-star representative be a pitcher for uh, Oakland. It's probably Paul Blackburn or Frankie Montes uh, for Detroit. It's mm-hmm. probably going to be Tariq Skubal. And those are going to take two spots that, uh, you know, Logan needs to make this team. Now uh, it's what's interesting here is that the coaching staff, uh, the manager gets to kind of pick the, the pitching staff um, and the manager for the all-star team this year, uh, the American league all-star team, I should say, um, is Dusty Baker. So um, we'll, we'll see, you know, Dusty, does he want to take a shot at the Mariners or does he like what Gilbert does against him? And You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. And obviously Dusty's going to take his guy like Verlander. Um, so it's it just, I think the biggest issue right now with Gilbert is just that Scooble and, and Montes are going to get spots and they probably both should, but. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to get spots because they're going to be the lone rep. And because of that, somebody's going to get squeezed out. And it would be pretty easy to squeeze out Logan Gilbert, who's been really good, but I would say falls short of elite. But uh, sure. again, he's he's got a shot, especially since it's not fan voted. But I just I have a hard time believing that uh, he's going to be one of the, I don't know how many they carry, 15 uh, mm-hmm. pitchers, but because they also are going to carry some relievers too. So. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, if he keeps pitching well, he's definitely going to be in the conversation, and that's really all you can hope for. Um, you know, all-star appearances are nice for the players. For me, they don't matter at all. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see the Mariners, a couple of the Mariners' young guys, get rewarded. Uh, but it does still feel to me like next year is the year the Mariners are going to have five, six all-stars, uh, which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense considering where the game is actually being played. Yeah, uh, yeah. In a in a year's time, we're going to be talking about All Star Game at T Mobile Park. That's going to be uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out for these guys, particularly Gilbert. I think uh, this is one of those situations in, in Gilbert's case where uh, just 
if he can string together a few quality starts here over the next uh, few weeks, uh, that might actually greatly boost his case because they're not going to have to decide on those pitcher spots for uh, for a while. So we'll see how that all uh, how that all goes. Uh, we're going to be talking about a couple of trade targets and maybe some other guys in just a moment to help the Mariners build out their bullpen a little bit better than uh, than what is currently looking like. Uh, but real quick, a reminder: this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by athletic greens i started taking athletic greens because i just don't have the time to research every single amazing thing that's going to make my body feel great and i'm sure neither do you so what is athletic greens well with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all the things and it only costs you less than $3 per day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's also lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash mlb network again that is athleticgreens.com forward slash mlb network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance this episode of lockdown mariners is also brought to you by bet online betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info find all the latest sports developments news and odds including this year's basketball championship matchup the nhl hockey conference finals major league baseball and of course all the latest fighting news from ma and ufc to boxing bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information including live betting esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online is where the game starts so before we talk about the uh, mariners bullpen situation here and how to make it better uh just a reminder that tomorrow we are not going to be recording there is going to be no episode of lockdown mariners tomorrow but we will be back on friday so with that out of the way let's talk about improving this bullpen because right now frankly the mariners have maybe two three guys that they can trust out of the bullpen that would be paul seawald diego castillo maybe sergio romo after he had his uh had a pretty good outing down in houston after his brutal couple of outings in uh in baltimore and texas the Texas one, though, I don't really blame him for. I mean, it was kind of a, as you described it the other day, a chintzy home run there by Mitch Garber. So really, it's one bad outing. The the three home run, five run outing that he had uh, in Baltimore. But yeah, outside of those three guys, really, or maybe just two guys, depending on you, how you feel about Romo, uh, the Mariners don't have a lot of guys that they can trust right now. And they are going to be getting Eric Swanson back uh, soon over the uh, in the next couple of days uh they also expect that ken giles is going to be joining them in in the next couple of weeks here he's on a rehab assignment right now uh but even then 
this bullpen could use some more probability. And Colby, you've written about a couple of trade targets on InsideTheMariners.com. Uh, so let's get into those. First up, David Robertson, 37-year-old righty with the Chicago Cubs, having a nice year. Obviously kind of fell off over the last couple of years, but he's uh, kind of had a career revitalization there in Chicago. What do you think about Robertson and the potential for trading for him? Yeah, I would say it's unlikely, but he is a great reliever, huge track record, uh, you know, really pretty much lost the last three years of his career to injury. He's back with the Cubs, um, and he's been amazing. He's honestly might be the Cubs representative at the All-Star game. He's been that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the track record, uh, because he's a rental, um, and because every single team is looking for bullpen help in July – He's going to be insanely expensive. He's probably the best reliever that gets moved, unless there's some surprise coming uh, down the pipeline here. Uh, but he's probably the best guy that gets moved. And, and teams like the Yankees and the Astros, who aren't even thinking about, are we going to make the playoffs? They're thinking about, how do we get to the World Series? Uh, they're going to be very, very interested in a guy like Robertson. And so there's going to be bidding wars. And the Mariners, while they can afford to get in bidding wars, Based on what we're seeing right now, they're probably not going to be in a position on deadline day or the day Robertson is traded in, in like five weeks. The odds of them being in a position where they're even thinking like we're probably going to be a wild card team. That's I mean we're probably not even going to be there. Maybe we will. Who knows? They're only what three and a half back at this stage. A lot can happen, but um, it's just one of those things where it's like, look, do does Robertson help us get to the World Series? Are we there yet? No then the price does matter. You know, like you're not where the Astros are last year where you can give up Abraham Toro for two months of Kendall Graveman because, you know, can Graveman help us win the World Series? Yes. Okay, then the cost doesn't matter as much. The Mm -hmm. the Mariners aren't quite there yet. But Robertson is great if he was a reasonably priced uh, reliever. I'd be all over it. He'd be number one on my board. As things stand right now, I think the Cubs, who are not looking like they're interested in a rebuild of any kind, I think they're asking for Luis Torrens. I think they're asking for Abraham Toro. I think they're asking for Taylor Trammell. I, I, I think they're asking for major leaguers. Um, and the Mariners, while they could do that, I just I have a hard time imagining they will because then the Mariners have to go out and replace that major leaguer on their roster too. Um, so I just have a hard time imagining they do that. But uh, he would be number one on my list of relievers if you know they were willing to pay what I think it will cost to acquire him. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you also wrote about Michael Fulmer today, the uh, Mm -hmm. former AL rookie of the year who is now pitching strictly out of the bullpen for the Tigers. What do you like about Fulmer? Yeah, man, he's, you know, I would say he's king of the sliders, but there's a guy who literally throws a slider 90% of the time, but uh, Mm. Fulmer throws a slider 57, 58% of the time. uh, And it is a very good one. He's allowed four hits on it all year. Um, he's not an elite middle reliever. Uh, he certainly is not a, a high leverage, regular high leverage use guy like Robertson is. Um, but he is a very good middle reliever averages about a strikeout or almost exactly a strikeout for any, uh, walks are a little high right now. That's been an issue for him this year. It has not been an issue in the past. Um, and it's something the Mariners are, uh, you know, they've never been afraid to, to work with. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a slider heavy approach with him. Uh, it's, you know, fastball sinker. He throws two dis- distinguishable pitches. Um, 
but yeah, it's this year it's been mostly sinker um, or mostly slider rather, and it's been a very very good pitch it for him. Uh, he gets this year he's getting a forty percent whiff rate on the on the slider, mm. um, and by the way, thirty six percent whiff rate on the fastball. So two pretty good pitches there, uh, and you look at his his savant page it's you know 81st percentile in hard hit percentage 94th in xwoba 94th in xera 97th in x batting average 97th in x slugging 97th in barrel percentage 59th in uh k percentage and 96th percentile in uh, whiff percentage uh does need to work on the walks like i said but right now they're at 12 percent and through his career he's been a seven percent guy so Mm-hmm. It, it seems like that's probably going to work itself out, but uh, even despite the walks, he's been very good. A two three six xera this year. And look, there's not going to be a shortage of middle relievers or even you know even some high leverage guys as well. There's going to be quite a few of those guys out there uh, available. But even uh, even middle relief uh, types, you know, I think about Tanner Rainey, Dylan Tate, Chris Stratton. Just a few guys uh, that could be options uh, there as well. Uh, a lot of guys that, that fit that bill. Is there anyone else that we should be keeping an eye on here? No, you know, Andrew Chafin, Derek Norris, Daniel Bard, um, mm-hmm. you know, just pretty much anybody. Uh, as Scott Essoff, I believe is his name from the Cubs. He's had a really good year. Um, there are plenty of guys who uh, – or can fill that role and where the Mariners might look at it, honestly. And they might say, look, these guys, we don't quite trust them as high leverage guys. Uh, mm. So maybe we just ignore uh, this, uh, not ignore, but maybe we just kind of trust that, that, you know, uh, Swanson is going to help us there and maybe Stecken can do for us. And maybe that's all Giles is, but that's all Giles is, is the middle relief. Mm-hmm. It's totally possible. Maybe they look at it and they say, "Hey, we also have Travis Kuhn and and, and Andrew Moore, or whoever it is, down on the minor too." So, uh, we think we can turn it to them. They still have Brash down there, so it's totally possible they're just not mm-hmm. interested in the middle relievers. But I think they should be. Um, it's also possible that they do nab a middle reliever, but they do it as a secondary piece to a larger, yeah. you know, Lou Trevino attached to a Frankie Montes trade or, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, something to look at. And uh, I, I think, again, like you said, there's no shortage. Um, plenty of guys that whatever you really want is going to be, let's, you want to, you want to, you know, the lefty sidearm or you can go find one. You want a, a curveball guy to, to mix up the, all the sliders you have in your bullpen. You can go find that. Uh, it's, it's not going to be that hard. And, and there's one thing we should trust Jerry to do. It's build out a bullpen. Well, that's going to do our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow our website over at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB. That's where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues present and past it's free wherever you get your podcasts just like us so have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll be back on friday see you then peace